today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, I got to recap this as fast as I can. But you know, this story just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. And the amount of people who have been dragged into this, uh, the list seems to grow as well. Uh, You might remember it was several weeks now. I believe we were on holidays. We came home and there was a voicemail message from uh, uh, for us. And it was from somebody pretending to be with the Canada Revenue Agency. They left this just scathing voicemail saying, I've got to call them or I'll be put in jail and all this sort of stuff. So uh, I laughed and my wife laughed and I said, this is exactly those sorts of scams that people are talking about. We never thought anything more of it. Then I got two more and I thought, you know what? I've had enough of this. So I uh, recorded it and I played it on the air. And then just for fun, we decided to give the number a call. And lo and behold, we ended up talking to the same people who had left the voicemail on my answering machine. We've had tax lawyers on. We've had uh, the Canada Revenue Agency themselves on. We've done like a week's worth of shows on this. Uh, The Canada Anti-Fraud Center also and and then that pretty much put it to bed, you know, trying to tell as many people as we could about this scam that was going on. Well, then it got to the point where people started sending me stuff, saying, I got that call, I've talked to that guy, I recognize that number. So uh, one day this listener named Bob calls us, and, and it was like five minutes before we literally went on the air. I'm sitting in here in the control room when the news is on. And, and Bob goes, I got one of those calls. So he's telling me a story. And he goes, do you want the number? Uh, you know, we've pretty much beaten this to death. But give me the number. I wrote the number down. And during the newscast, I actually called. It was a different number and a different name than I had, had received. So uh, the first time it didn't go through, uh, if you know the extension of the person you're calling, I got one of those. So I thought, ah, you know what, maybe Bob doesn't even have the number right. So I tried it again during the news uh, on the handset, and sure enough, not only did I get through, but this Alex Brown, who Bob said I was to call, was actually the same voice as, I believe it was Ryan Smith that had called me. So I thought, I can't believe it. It's a different number. It's the same guys. It's the same people I talked to on the air. So just for fun, I thought, I'm going to try this again. When we went back on the air, I actually phoned the number again, except this time uh, I, I, I disguised my voice and he thought I was an elderly woman. And for the next 20 minutes, you can hear this guy trying to siphon $2,500 out of me, thinking I was Elizabeth Smith, an elderly lady who had received one of these calls. So it's got to the point that not only are we calling them, but we're calling them and actually trapping them into trying to get us, trying to fraud us live on air. And, you know, again, sent this out, lots of people heard it, lots of more stories coming in uh, about this sort of thing. Well, lo and behold, I'm looking at the Toronto Sun today, and the column is, Warmington helps defrauded senior. And Joe Warmington, columnist for your Toronto Sun, has, through his listeners, received the same sorts of calls that we were talking about. So we decided we get uh, Joe on the air. Is that Joe there? We decided we'd get Joe on the air and, and, and find out just how big this problem is. And obviously, he's getting the same sort of, of contact, emails, phone calls that I'm getting. And Joe is with us now. Hello, Joe. How you doing? Well, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I mean, it's quite a story you're just telling. I, I must have missed that because I was on holidays 
as well. And and so I hope that you wouldn't mind sending that over to me. And, I will uh, fire it over to you, but not a word of a lie, Joe. Like we had done this several times and then I just thought, I'm going to see how far I can take it. And for 20 minutes on the air, he tried to defraud me. And, and, the, and the figure was $2,500. It wasn't 2,562.14. It was $2,500 even, which is another dead giveaway that something's not right. So did he try that iTunes thing, or what was he trying no, to do? No, we, we never got that far. As soon as we, the, the more we went, he eventually figured it out, and he hung up on me, but not before, you know, having him on the air for 20 minutes. So we never did actually get to a method of payment. But I'll tell you, since then, I got a telephone call. We, we, we were taking calls on this. I got a telephone call from a gentleman who did, in fact, spend $12,000 on gift cards and was and for the same scam. I also got a note from another lady that said that this terrible story, similar to, to the one you were reporting about somebody who had passed away, and they were they were actually at a shopper's drug mart purchasing a large amount of cards, and it was the cashier at the shopper's drug mart that said, "What are you buying thousand dollars worth of these cards for?" And she told her. And they said, this is a scam. We've had people coming in to do this. This is a scam. And it was the cashier at Shoppers Drug Mart that informed her. Well, you know, that's a great work that you did on, on AM 900 because what you did was saved a lot of people from, you know, this happening beyond it. That's why I did the story, Scott, because... And you know I, what? I, you I, wait, I Joe. You don't seem interested in it. Like, the... Everybody that you talk to that's had this happen say they've called the police and the police say, you know, there's nothing we can do. And there's a lot they can do. If you could do it on the air, they could catch these guys. And uh, I hope that they start to pay attention to this as a serious crime. Well, one guy was calling me and, and what he did is he took the number that I had called and then he phoned it. And then he told the guy that the radio station had given the number out on the air and, and told all these people to call. And at that point, the, the gentleman on the other end actually asked him to identify the radio station, and, and the listener didn't do that. But you wait, Joe. You are about to get bombarded with emails and phone calls after this story after this story has been printed. And, and, and you wait and see the, the amount of people that this has, uh, has involved. It's, it's astronomical, the amount of people this has affected. What I'm trying to figure out is what the game is. So what's the market for these cards? Like this case I wrote about today was a 75-year-old stroke victim yeah. who, you know, before a stroke in February would have hung up and told them to screw off. Instead, he was afraid of going to jail. He actually worked in the federal court, and he saw people going to jail, and, he, you know, he's got a clean record, and it scared him. It's really sad because it's abuse. It's elder abuse. And so he went down to the Loblaws. This is in the border of Mississauga and Toronto, Dixie and Bloor area. And I don't even know why they didn't say something at the Loblaws about why why is this elderly man buying iTunes cards? Right. They gave him a, a code thing to say, should they ask, and he said it's for a family reunion. Anyway, he bought the cards and they took his money out of his, um, you know, he he drained his account and went into overdraft protection and stuff like that. So luckily his neighbor stepped in and, you know, realized what this was. And we had a little bit of a dance to get the money back. Myself and Ernest DeRozic, the photographer, went there. The guys at the Loblaws store were terrific, and they gave the money back. But that was That's amazing, Joe, that you got the guy's money back. Well, until, uh, you know, the corporate thing, 
the corporate people were doing that usual corporate thing, you know, and I just have no interest in it. I mean, they shouldn't have sold them to the guy, mm. and they have to go back to Apple and deal with a big corporation like Loblaws. But, you know, they're not, none of them are the real bad guys. The bad guys are who behind this. I have my suspicions because uh, of the different things that I picked up talking to this gentleman named Mr. Doyle. And, you know, again, I, I've, I hope that the police are, are paying attention. I want to talk to them and try to get them interested in this case because it's happening all over the place. And, you know, we just can't have that. I know that they don't think it's a big crime, but it is a big crime. Well, you know, when I'm, and I'll send you the, the link to the to the call, but when, when you hear this call, you can hear this is a call center. There's lots of people yakking in the background. And I talked to the Canada Anti-Fraud Center, which is basically uh, a center set up by the OPP and the RCMP just to keep track of it. They don't really, it's not used as an enforcement. They're just trying to keep uh, numbers on all of this stuff. And, uh, and the lady was listening as I was playing the call. She took the number down that I had dialed. And in those two weeks in July alone, she had received over 100 calls, complaints regarding just that one number. How about an arrest, though? You know what? They said... It can't they, be hard. Well, no. they were saying that a lot of these things are, are out of country. They're, they're overseas. They're call centers that are in faraway places. And apparently, they, they just stay one or two steps ahead of them. Apparently, it's quite... You would well, think with to today's technology... get the cards somehow. So, yeah. you know, we could have we done a sting here with these cards if anybody cared. When they called the police, nobody cared. So, you know, these guys get away with it. Mm. But... Um, Anyway, uh, you know, I'd like to know what are they doing with the cards. I mean, I guess I could sort of envision them selling them, you know, as contraband. <laughs> Maybe in other parts of the world, iTunes cards, you sell them for 30 bucks or worth 50 bucks or whatever. Um, or maybe they have a way of uh, redeeming them themselves, or there's, maybe there's something I, I haven't been able to think of. I'm not the most tech guy. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't know this was going on. I wish I'd known about your thing because I would have been included in the column today, and I may follow this up. Uh, by the way, because you know, I really am upset about it. As soon as I heard about it, I thought I got to do something, and I'm glad that we were able to. But you know, maybe the awareness will help people. Just hang the, the phone up if they call. Well, a- again, like once you hear this call, it's amazing how persistent they are. And after I got the third one, I'm thinking, well, maybe I better look into this. Maybe it is me. Maybe I have screwed something up. But of course, that's not the case. Um, but the interesting thing, you talk about getting the actual cards, and again, we never got that far in the uh, uh, in the phone call that we had. Uh, did they give you any idea on how they would get the cards? In your story, it says they offered to meet them, but then that's they figured it out. Yeah, they were going to come over and, and pick it up from the guy, and I wasn't clear if they knew where he lived or not. You know, I'm starting to think that there's intelligence going on with people in their lives, whether they're going to appointments or whatever, people are paying attention to things and the kinds of people they're calling and maybe where they live. Uh, but, you know, this guy, like in the case of your thing, you know, I guess it doesn't, there, there's detection at some point in the process and they kind of know what that is and then they abandon it. Yeah, They're obviously going on high volume and they're looking for, you know, that that whole business. He asked 10 girls out, you know, one, one exactly. of them to say yes, you know, and, and so... 
that's what they're doing. And, and, and that's the way I ha- like that, that's I had called them several times. The first time I had them on the air, they picked up right away that oh yeah, this is some guy ba 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 ba. And and again, if you question them in any way, they'll just bail. They'll just you're gone. You're they won't even bother with you anymore. But the last time when I I pretended to be somebody who was biting and, and taking the bait, it, it's amazing how it changes. It's amazing how the tone changes. But yeah, they do know what to look for if you're asking too many questions. They just bail. The uh, I'd like to know about these Visa cards, these prepaid ones, because I bought some for family for Christmas one year, and I got them at Shoppers Drug Mart, and you know everybody was excited to get them. It was a great gift, you know, mm-hmm. perfect load on Boxing Day, and you got this. And of course, none of them worked. All I, I mean, I bought five of them, two hundred and fifty bucks worth. Yeah, and none of them worked. So I got them all back from family. I went down to Shoppers Drug Mart to you know, say, hey, these don't work, and you take them back and you know send it off to Visa or whatever. And it was the same thing. Well, you know, it's nothing we can do. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a minute, no, this didn't work. Anyway, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, it I seems to be open currency. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, Shoppers did give me about fifty dollar gift certificates for Shoppers for yeah. each of them, which I gave to family. But I don't think everybody gets that, and uh, you know, I'm a little bit upset about this because this is preying on our seniors, our vulnerable, because that's who gets scared. I mean, I'm going to tell them to stick it if they call me, mm. even if it's CRA calling me. Yeah, I'm telling them to stick it. Well, so I inter- I interviewed them, and they said, you know, we just don't. They listened to the call, and they started laughing. They said, like, we just don't do this. We don't. We don't ask you for money. We don't. You, you know, you'll receive a letter f- uh, but first. But here's the thing: if somebody calls up and says, "I'm Scott Thompson from you know, 900 here." Uh, how about this, this and this? And you hear about it, you're yeah. gonna laugh about it, or you're gonna say, you know what? I'm calling the police. Yeah. And we're gonna go catch these people. They gotta stop laughing about it because yeah. they're being used in this, you know, this whole fraud business. And um, again, I had. You're right. I did get a lot of calls, Scott, today. A lot of emails. I'm actually overwhelmed with it. I didn't know it was this this uh, vast. And I am gonna follow this up. I'm gonna take your call and listen to it closely. Yeah, I'll fire it off to you when we're finished here, but we just got another note from uh, another listener that said, a shopper's drug mart in Caledonia actually has signs posted above the uh, gift cards to warn against these scams. So even shopper's drug mart's aware of it to the fact that they're trying to inform their customers. But it doesn't sound like small-time stuff. No, It sounds like organized crime. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you're going to, I mean, I'm encouraging the police, and not just in Hamilton, but everywhere, to to get on this and not to like it's no shuck, oh, shucks thing you know you should have known better but to actually go out and figure it out and and do a uh, some sort of a campaign and let's get we'll do that one together I mean I'm I'm gonna uh, I mean, we can't solve every case obviously but I want to stop this from happening anymore and so I I will follow it up and really got to encourage people to not. Uh, you know, to, to hang up the phone and don't go buy those uh, stupid cards. Well, and the problem is, too, Joe, is a lot of people become so embarrassed that they were taken and they find out that it was a scam that they figure a lot of this stuff isn't even reported because people are too embarrassed to say, I got taken this way. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's good products in, inside of there because credit card scams are, you know, obviously you still use your credit card. I mean, I've had calls from Visa or whatever, saying, "Hey, were you just in Texas or something?" Yeah, you know, exactly. like what? Exactly. No, I wasn't. <laughs> and uh, so, obviously, there's a lot of people running around doing this credit card fraud stuff. It's in that family, and it's probably in the zillions of dollars. And uh, 
you know, again, it, it's preying on people that are vulnerable. I think that they, they have intelligence, though. They seem to know who they're calling a lot of times. It's not mm. just random calls. They're, they seem to, you know, have a list of who they might be able to get. Well, they are very brazen, and again, I was surprised to get uh, two, three, four calls in, in a week or so, in the space maybe a week and a half. People are like, what's the, any clues like that? Sorry? Any accents? Or uh, the initial call? one, I had one that was initially an Indian accent, and that was, um, uh, that, and that was I'm trying to think of his name, that, uh, Smith was his, his name, Ryan Smith, and then the second one was an English gentleman, and it was Alex Brown. So, Alex Brown, so the, Ryan Smith. Yeah, so the first three or four were uh, an Indian accent, and it was Ryan Smith, and the second one, or sorry, the final one was, uh, and that was about a week later, was Alex Brown, and it was actually a man with an English accent that, that did it. But yeah, every time in the background, it sounds like a call center. You can hear lots of people chatting and so on and so forth. It's unbelievable. It's un- I can't believe how brazen they are. And I actually got a note from a Halton police officer who, who, who follows this sort of thing. And he was the one that gave me the contact for the uh, Canada or the Canadian uh, Anti-Fraud Center. And, Tell me uh, all that because uh, that'll help me. I will, I, for sure. I, I ran out there and I just did that in real time. To be honest with you, my focus was more on getting the guy's money back. Yeah. It was on the and actual good, scam. Yeah. And, uh, but now I'm going to get focused on the scam, and we're going to catch these guys. I know some of you are listening now. And uh, I picked up enough stuff yesterday that if I can get a detective interested in this, you know, and they're busy. they got a lot of things to, to cover. That's why they're not able to do it, and these guys know that. That's why they're keeping yeah. it under, yeah. under the $2,500 thing. Yeah. But I know a few detectives, and you do too, Scott. I know a couple of them real well, and I'm going to get on to the There's one guy I phoned today is on vacation, but... We're going to get somebody interested in this case, and, and we're going to shut you guys down. I hope you're listening, because it's I'll, coming. I'll send you the stuff I know. Thanks, Joe. Much appreciated. The Thank column for- in your Toronto Sun today is Warmington Helps Defrauded Senior. You can read it there, and of course on the Sun's website. With us has been columnist Joe Warmington from your Toronto Sun. Thank you, Joe. I'll send you Thank the you. stuff. All right. All the best. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.